Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with me, Lin Li Fu. Now, Bill Gates once famously said, if your business is not on the internet, then your business will be out of business. This statement emphasizes the importance of having an online presence for businesses in today's digital age. And social media and digital marketing skills have become crucial for businesses to increase their reach and revenue growth. But with the rise of social media platforms, businesses need to master these skills to engage with their target audience and drive sales. And it can be overwhelming for them to do it alone. That's right, mastering these skills can be daunting, especially search engine optimization or in short SEO and businesses may need expert guidance to achieve their goals. We will look closely at SEO with an expert on the steps or stages of SEO, which is crucial for businesses to attract organic traffic to their website. In this how-to series, we explore how to apply SEO SEO, what to look out for, and how to create an effective SEO strategy that aligns with a business's goals. Joining us on the line this morning is Marcus Wong, founder and director of Growth Neat Click. Marcus, good morning to you and welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Good morning, Lily. In a nutshell, what is SEO and what's important, Marcus? Okay, so SEO is um, it involves a series of steps to improve your website's ranking on search engines like Google, to get more people to visit your website. So it consists of techniques and strategies to optimize your website. So why is it important? Because, like I mentioned, there's this joke, you know, like the best place to hide a body is on page two of Google search results page. So it's almost like almost nobody goes to page two on Google and most people, your customers, your audience, your readers, most of them, uh, when they look, they need to um, discover new products, discover information, find information about products, they usually turn to Google first. So a lot of new businesses, they get free traffic from Google. So SEO pushes up your website, up the search results page ranking. So getting more visibility from Google is very important. So because this is a how-to series, we'd like you to take us through the steps or stages of uh, SEO strategy and what to look out for while implementing this SEO strategy to one's business. Sure. So usually I break down SEO into four major steps. So I'll follow the TRAP framework, which is T-R-A-P. So T-R-A-P stands for technical, relevant, authority, and popularity. Okay, so let's start with technical first. So Mm -hmm. technical means you need to start with a website that is search engine friendly. So you need to have a website that is um, easily accessible to users and the search robots. You need to have good site speed. You need to be mobile friendly and have good security. So number two is relevant. Relevance means you need to have pages on your website and content on your website that meets the informational demands of your target mm. audience. So what that means is you need to have, so you need to know what your target audience or target customers are searching for online. And you need to know these words and phrases that they search for and incorporate these words and phrases into the content and pages of your site. So you need to have these keywords in the content, the titles, the descriptions, and even metadata. So this covers the relevance part. Mm -hmm. So the next part is authority. So how does Google know which website to rank above Mm. another website? There's probably hundreds of businesses trying to vie for the same same word and phrases, right? So how to access authority? You need to create high quality and valuable content for your target audience by knowing what your audience and your customers uh, want to know about. You can create this content and answer the questions that they might have. 
Mm. This shows your authority on your website. And lastly, is popularity. So how do you show Google that your website is popular? One of these ways, one of the main ways is actually used um, by having a good packaging profile. So what does this mean? So you need to have established and popular website in your industry, mention you and link to your website on their website. So the more websites, the more high quality websites linking to you, it's a signal to Google that, hey, you know, your website is both authoritative and popular. Mm. So by following this T-R-A-P, usually in this order, technical, relevance, authority and popularity, you know, you stand a better chance of um, showing Google, hey, you know, I deserve to be ranked higher than some of my competitors. Mm-hmm. And so Google usually reward this. So do you evaluate websites? Uh, do, no, should businesses evaluate their own websites rather? Yes, I think that it's important for businesses to know what the state of their own website is. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, technically, I think it's not that easy because you need certain technical um, specialties to understand it from a technical point of view. But other than that, I think it's good to know that, okay, number one, you have pages on your website that serve their needs. So let me give you an example. So for example, if you're a dentist, you might have one page saying, hey, I'm a dentist, um, I run a dental clinic, and that's not enough. You know, understand that your customers will probably search for things like um, scaling, polishing, wisdom tooth removal. Mm. So by understanding this, you create these additional pages on your website to serve this information only. And then understand that, you know, some of customers might search for things like, is, is wisdom tooth extraction painful? So you might have an article answering this. And by knowing enough of your customers' like curious questions or questions they always Google, you have a higher chance of reaching them via these different avenues and increasing your brand awareness online. So what are some of the things to look out for to be aware of things that could potentially harm your website's rankings, for example? Mm, that's a good question. So when doing SEO, I think it's important of these following things. So number one is, uh, previously I mentioned, you need to have the proper phrases and words on your website. So some businesses, they go too far by overusing some of these target keywords mm-hmm. in, in order to manipulate search engine ranking. So in this industry, we call it keyword stuffing. So Google hates this also. Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't try to overly stuff your pages with the same words over and over mm-hmm. because it's very unnatural. Okay. So number two is you have you, you shouldn't have very, very low quality content on your website. So I think we Recently, there's the rise of AI tools. So AI can give you a lot of content in a very, very short period of time. A lot of businesses have started using it. Mm-hmm. So what, but the problem is this AI content is actually very, very low quality and is very shallow. Mm. So having too many of this low quality content on pages of a site can actually harm your search reputation and ranking. Yeah, so another thing to look out for is black hat tactics. So sometimes when you hire an SEO agency, they overpromise like how fast they can get you ranking, how specific guaranteed search page rankings. So how these SEO agencies achieve this is by using black hat SEO techniques. So what they do is they might they might keyword stuff, they might spam your sites with backlinks from low quality websites or even use hidden text on your website. Then this can actually result in penalties on search engines. So what I'll do is I'll I will try to stay away from this kind of technique and instead focus on prioritizing the human users, you know, the humans who are coming to your website to make sure that your website, uh, so there's this concept in the Google Rater Guides, which is H-E-E-A-T, so being helpful, um, showing experience, showing expertise, showing authority, and showing trust. So when you evaluate your website using this H 
H-E-E-A-T, you are prioritizing the needs of your humans rather than the search engine crawlers. So this is one thing that I would definitely look out for when you're doing SEO. So how regular should a business owner be checking on changes in Google's algorithm? Wow, not a good question. <laughs> so Google's algorithm is constantly evolving. It, it changes, it tweaks almost every day even. So for small businesses, for businesses to stay up to date, it's actually very, very difficult. And the problem is Google don't actively tell us users what they tweak in the algorithm. Hmm. So whether it's about trying to catch up, check on the, the changes on Google's algorithm on a daily basis, I'd say that isn't a very fruitful endeavor. What they should do is just to stick to the fundamentals and follow the H-E-E-A-T concept to make sure you can evaluate your website that is helpful, uh, show expert, experience, expertise, authority, and trust. And if you have a business that heavily relies on search traffic, like for example, if you are a magazine, if you are a hate, it's an online content site. Then it's actually better to hire a marketer who can keep track of the changes of your performance and keep track of major Google updates a few times a year because it's really impossible to keep track of everything on a daily basis. So in terms of SEO, no, tell us about the costs. What's the typical budget for an SEO package for businesses? Well, these are one of the toughest questions I always <laughs> get on a daily basis. So the cost of SEO can actually vary very widely. Uh, um, according to the scope and complexity of your project and the website. So different agent agencies, they also have their own, their own different ways of charging for it. So some may charge a monthly retainer fee, some may charge actually a flat one-time project fee. But generally, business should expect to spend about 10% of their monthly sales revenue on marketing. So the younger you are as a business, you have to tweak this marketing budget a bit higher. The, the more online you are, so if you are, for example, if you are e-commerce and you purely get your sales 100% online or through, or through maybe even search, then you need to tweak that, that month, the percentage of monthly sales revenue to higher than 10% to make 15% to 20%. But in terms of the actual cost of hiring, from my personal experience doing this for about more than a decade already, mm -hmm. um, if you are a small business who are trying to target an audience around your neighborhood, so for example, if you are trying to target people in Burdock, you are a dental mm -hmm. clinic, in Bordeaux, right. you, your budget should start from a few hundred to low thousand. It's roughly the cost, right, to hire maybe one or two interns. If your business wants to target the whole of as the whole of Singapore, then you need to start your budget from a few thousand a month, which is equivalent to maybe hiring a full-time marketing executive. Mm -hmm. If you want to target regional and global, ah, then now your budget needs to include more things. You need to. I'll say the budget usually starts from at least 10K, which is roughly the cost to hire multiple members of a marketing team. So this is a, probably a good benchmark, but of course it really depends on how competitive your industry is as well. Marcus, I'm curious, just now you mentioned that uh, generally businesses should expect to spend about 10% of their monthly sales revenue on marketing. So how do you arrive at that 10%? So how I arrive at this 10% is actually through industry studies. Mm -hmm. So they do surveys of different businesses in the industry and ask them like typically how much do you spend and this is roughly the range that businesses spend so mm -hmm. i think using this benchmark it gives you an idea of what the industry spends mm -hmm. but obviously if you want to be more aggressive or, or what you can actually tweak this number but it's usually this uh, a safe estimate 
I want to know, is Google's SEO facing a challenge by Microsoft's Bing search engine and even ChatGPT? <laughs> this is the question that keeps me up at night also. <laughs> so my job is at stake. <laughs> but um, while one of the Bing AI and ChatGPT, they, they might be gaining popularity, I think the, the mainstream audience still isn't using it as a purely informational tool. So most people today, they still, whenever they want to find information or they want to start shopping for something, discover new products, they usually do go through Google first. Mm. So at the present moment, ChatGPT and Bing AI, they wouldn't supplant Google yet. Unless Google users start to use this AI or different AI tools come out and provide like a better user experience in terms of us looking for information. So for, for everyday users like me, if I want to look for food, I'll still go for Google first. If I want to go to, into this restaurant, I'll still look at the Google reviews hmm. on, on Google. So I'll still not trust ChatGPT to know what's the best bus home store near me, you know. Mm. So, not yet, not yet, but maybe in five to ten years' time, uh, it will be very, very difficult to say. It will be a huge impact, yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Marcus, for your insights in our first how-to, in the how-to series on how to get started with SEO. We've been speaking with Marcus Wong, founder and director of Growth Need Click. Stay with MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.